Diana, the mosque here in Walls End is a very simple little humble building. It is an unprepossessing building, but obviously at the centre of your faith. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. And um, it's, as you can see, it's a very humble building. We don't have furniture. We have, uh, we sit on the floor, we pray on the floor. We have chairs for those that can't. And as you can see, we've, we've, these markers on the carpet are the direction that we pray. Specially made carpet. Yes. <laughs> and this, the carpets and the marks on the carpet point to the direction that we pray, which is to Mecca, where the Kaaba is. Okay, so when people may have seen photographs of a, a big traditional fancy mosque, for example, and everybody is there with a prayer mat, yes. these little markers on your carpet are the equivalent? They're the equivalent, yes. I mean, we still use prayer mats. Anyone that wants to use a prayer mat can, but this is, this is to mark the way. And the imam stands at the front. And during the prayer, everyone faces, the imam faces to the Kaaba as well as the congregation. Okay. So what do you see or feel when you come in here? Oh, peace. <laughs> I think peace... I think peace is about the most, most, I love to come here. It's, I feel that um, it's a place of peace and solitude and um, worship, tranquility. tranquility. Yeah. Uh, I'm Shahriya, uh, president of Newcastle Muslim Association. I'm here with Diana to help you <laughs> to answer some of the questions. What do you feel when you come in here? We always feel uh, here peace and security and tranquility because in the Quran also the, uh, God mentioned that anybody comes in the mosque, he is secured. So we normally we pray five times a day. We can pray anywhere at home, at work or at a journey when you travel. But when you are around, when you are free, we have time, it's better to come to the mosque and pray. That's how we come here. And we relieve ourselves and let go, feel free and relax and feel secured. Why do you want people to come and visit you on the open day that's coming up? Uh, open day because a lot of misconception about the Islam, especially nowadays. When you show our mosque and what we do in our faith, people will know and people will see. And in that case, we think that lot of misconception and fear will go away. That's why we encourage everybody to come and see the mosque on open day and ask questions if you have anything to ask, anything to know, any fear. I think it will be much more clearer to everybody about our, our faith and our religion. So day-to-day prayers, five times a day, how would uh, one of your members of the mosque use the mosque? For example, if I wanted to go up to Christchurch Cathedral, I can wander in any time of day. I can sit down and be contemplative. I can visit whenever, whenever I want. How does the mosque work for people in that context? Normally, we open five times a day in the prayer times. But anybody who wants to come any other time, he or she can come still and contemplate also in the most same way as the church. Mm. We can do that one also. A lot of people, sometimes we see that they stay one or two hours. They relax, they recite, they glorify God, they contemplate, they do meditate. And that's also possible in our mosque also. So, same, same. 
Same. And read Quran. We've got, um, you can see the Qurans here that we have, which the Qurans, uh, the holy, holy book. book. Mm-hmm. We also read the holy book whenever we get time. And as I say, when we, people come to the mosque, they contemplate, they recite Quran, they try to understand the meaning, and they're trying to implement that all of the things God said in, in our life. So as we look around the room here at the mosque, what do we see? Well, you can see the prayer time ta- times on those clocks. <laughs> the first one is the prayer in the morning, Fajr, that's before sunrise. Um, the next one after that is Duhur, which is at, um, when the, at noontime when the sun's overhead. The next one after that is Asr, which is mid-afternoon. Uh, Maghrib, just before sunset. And then the last one is um, in the evening. Okay, so you have the analogue version of the prayer times over here, and I notice up behind you, you have the digital version too. We definitely do. And these change all, all year. The, the times change according to the season. So as the sun rises earlier, the prayer times change earlier. As the days get longer, the prayer times change. So the digital and the analogue are both changing. Okay, so where is Coral Evensong, for example, at Christchurch? <laughs> is it six o'clock, no matter whether it's daylight saving or not, it doesn't work that way here. It's different here. Oh, boy, that's a bit tricky. It's actually easier. I mean, when it's, it's as, as you know, when the days get longer in summer, shorter in winter, and so we... Diana, but there's five of them. Do you have little reminders set in your phone? I bet there's an app for that. Yes. There is. Nowadays, there's app, but it's very easy nowadays. You don't have to do anything. Phone will tell you everything. <laughs> um, moreover, because our prayer time is everything with the moon side, moon and timing, uh, because we pray before the sunrise, the morning prayer, and also the evening prayer is just after the sunset. So it doesn't matter if it's 8 o'clock, if it's 5 o'clock, it is 7 o'clock, it yeah. has to be just after the sunset. Okay. My two sons are almost teenagers, and so they're starting to get to that age where they want to sleep in. How on earth do you get your teenagers up? It's just Mm. practice. What happens uh, in our uh, tradition, we teach children in early ages, suppose at the age of 10, we just teach them the five times. They know already the five times prayer. We teach them how to pray and in time. I bet you still get blankets pulled over heads, though, going, oh, I just want to sleep. Yes. It, it is sometimes it's difficult, but when you practice it regularly, it's not difficult anymore. Because <laughs> when you say people can go to work five times, five yeah. o'clock in the morning, they have to leave four o'clock early, wake up, wake up, they have to four o'clock, and they go to work five o'clock, no problem, they can do it. <laughs> So it's, it's just practice how you do it. How, and it doesn't take much. It takes five minutes only. You wake up, you do ablution, wash yourself, mm-hmm. and you pray. And again, quick, bit, go to bed. God has given us everything. I think God has a right to be worshipped. Right to be worshipped because he, he has given us everything. Our eyes, our brain, our mouth, our nose. We cannot repay this one. So if we wake up at 5 o'clock, I think it's not enough also. <laughs> it's not enough also. So getting up at 5 o'clock is quite okay. It's quite okay because we go to bed early, we wake up early. We arrange our day in accordingly our prayer time, everything. So it doesn't disturb us actually. Moreover, if you wake up early, you see the day is so long, you have so much time to do. Mm-hmm. But you wake up late, you tell half of the day is gone, what can I do? <laughs> 
Thank you so much for having me here at the mosque. It's, it's a real privilege to be able to come here and speak with both of you. What do you most want people in Newcastle, in our community? We refer to the Muslim community, and you are our community members who just happen to be Muslim. What, what do you most want listeners to know? Just that we are human like everyone else and we're, like you said, we're, we're a part of the community. We're not a separate entity, but we're a part of the community. And that we are part, we're, we're brothers and sisters in Islam, but we're also brothers and sisters in humanity. So, so we're, we're part of one family. Come for a walk with me and explain to me the different parts of the mosque. Uh, these are the shelves, small shelves for Quran, our holy book. We always keep it here because sometimes people sit here. He doesn't have to go to the shelf, big shelf. He can stand up and pick up the Quran. So these are the small shelves, and these are the big shelves. And this is the member where Imam, on Friday, he gives a, speci- a special uh, sermon or a speech mm-hmm. because, as we say, we pray five times. But Friday noon time is a special prayer for all Muslim congregational. congregational prayer. It's very special one. So in that case, Imam give a speech or sermon with the present situation or some etiquette we have to learn. A lesson. With lesson. Mm-hmm. And this is the place where Imam stands and pray, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody follow follows him. So the imam must be an incredibly busy man. (laughs) Very busy, very busy. Uh, We actually have two imams at Newcastle at the moment and and they are very busy at the moment. I was going to say, that's more than a job for one man, that's for sure. Yes, uh, first thing first, they have to uh, lead the prayers five times a day and moreover they are always busy. People are coming with different questions, different problems. Any problem, family problem, any child problem, any uh, spiritual problem, they always ask the question. They have to uh, give them answer and guide them to the right path. And at the same time, they also give some lot of uh, lectures in the most for the adult, for the ladies, for the children, to educate, uh, educate them, uh, to teach Islam also, religion also. Sounds like just any old church to me. Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Diana, so to strip it right back to its most basic, what is Islam? Well, we believe in submitting to one God. And God is, we believe, Allah is the Arabic term for God, which means literally one God or the God who is the God of all, God and creator of all the universe, of all humankind, of all, everything that's created in the universe is created by one God. And we believe that we all believe in the one God. And the Arabic name for God is Allah, one God. The basic part of Islam, we call is it five pillars of Islam. I was going to say that. Five, pillars, to go into five that. pillars of yeah. Islam. The first one, we believe that there is one God and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, He's his last messenger, and he's the last. He's a slave of God, and he's the last messenger. And second pillar of Islam, we pray five times a day. Third pillar, which is uh, we fast in the month of Ramadan, which is 30 days in a year. But it should be done again that the matured people, not the children, not for the old or uh, the sick people. And the fourth one, we give a charity to the poor when you are rich. You have to give certain amount of your wealth, give it to the poor. This is compulsory, this is optional. And the fifth one, 
once in a lifetime you have to do the pilgrimage, go for pilgrimage in Saudi Arabia. That is depends upon, also it should be matured, you should be healthy, and you should have enough money, you should have time, but that is once in a lifetime. That is the basic part of Islam. When do most people do that? Actually, the older tradition, people when they're old, say, suppose they retire, they settle down everything, they go for Hajj or pilgrimage. Now is a trend is that at young age also people go for, a, uh, uh, for pilgrimage because you don't know when you are old, you, you don't know what will happen to you. You might not have enough money. Maybe you are too old, you can't move even. <laughs> you get sick and you uh, can't you, go. You get sick, you have intention, but you can't go. So it's better when you have a string, you have a money, you, have a t- you arrange your time, you go early. And for the pilgrimage, you need some strength. It's have you made your pilgrimage? Yes, I, I did twice. Twice? Yes. When did you go? I did one in 1999, one in 2001. What was that like? It is such a thing. Your face lights up just thinking about it. You cannot explain these feelings. You will ne- I feel I would never come back to here. I would stay whole life there. So much peace, so much tranquility. You feel that I will whole life I will there. I will never come back. I don't have to do anything with this world. <laughs> you just completely surrender yourself, peace and tranquility and happy. And right now, the Hodge pilgrimage, is, it happens once a year, and it's actually at the moment, it's the last 10 days of the Hodge pilgrimage. And you see people of every race, all as one, and the, during the Hodge pilgrimage, people um, adorn a white uh, pilgrimage cloth. cloth and and it doesn't matter if you're rich you're poor if you're from this country or that country everyone is unified as one and also to when I, we first came in you've asked about the the lines and the direction that's where we pray to as a symbol of unity so everywhere around the world whichever country we're in we all pray to that one direction we don't pray to the Kaaba itself, but we pray in the same direction. 